Okay, last subject of the night. Hopefully I didn't chase away you horn, fellow horn Toad listeners. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, check out uh, last subject of the night, uh, number five, death sentence and punishments. So my point about this is that some families will take justice into their own hands when they feel that their loved one wasn't, justice wasn't properly done to them. And, you know, they'll go after the um, the killer that killed their loved one. Either... Um, you know, like in the courthouse or like, you know, afterwards, uh, or before, before the trial starts and stuff like that, if they know who the killer is other times, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of these families, what's not being reported is that, um, they're going to pay somebody that someone that knows somebody inside the prison system to go after this person and, and kill them. So, uh, being killed in, uh, in prison by prisoners for, um, crime isn't uncommon, you know, it's pretty common. And then the other thing I wanted to say about this is that, um, uh, when that justice happens, um, the inmates that, or the, the convicted killer is the target of, um, you know, to, to other inmates to, you know, go after them and, you know, and my final thing I want to say, get my point across, which I hope I, I'll have time to talk about, is this meme that says, if a dog bites a child, we put that dog down. So why can't we do the same with pedophiles? I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man. Um, so, okay, so let me go back to uh, what I was saying about uh, inmates. When, when someone kills, let's say, um, the people that killed Ashlyn Mike, or the guy that killed Ashlyn Mike and the other three, the other two that murdered um, that Victoria Martins, uh, even though the mom was there and just watched it all happen, she was all methed out or whatever. Those two guys, you know, automatically, you know, there, there, there are inmates that were just like, oh man, you have no idea what these inmates want to do to these guys. You know, they just want to bodily dismember them themselves and and everything i was saying about in the last segment about the cartels trying to one-up each other that's going to be taking you know um pedophiles to a whole new level and um the guy that uh raped and murdered ashlyn mike that navajo guy um i don't know like i said i don't know if he's still alive or they attacked him and killed him uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's still alive, but the, those other three, the one that, um, had a hand in killing, um, that Victoria Martins, um, they were, oh man, I'm pretty sure everyone was just salivating, man. They were like, especially the guy, the guy that raped her, you know, they're like, oh, I want to, you know, I'll chop up that guy's dick and shove it in his eyeballs, you know? But, um, there were, you know, I'm pretty sure they're being really well protected. And it's like, why are you protecting these pedophiles? You know? Oh, now they're being protected. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's where that, uh, meme comes in where it said, you know, pedophiles should be put down just like dogs that bite children. And, um, so if anybody doesn't really know, um, prisoners, they, they have a code of ethics, you know, um, one of them is the main one is, you know, you don't hurt families. And, you know, I think the first one is like, you don't hurt children. And then next one's like, you don't kill your own family. And if you do, then you're targeted, you know, and for all your brutalness of, you know, shooting and killing and stabbing your own family members, you know, these 
once these prisoners find out about it, they're going to be like, you're going to be on their shit list, man. They're going to be wanting to take you apart. And then sometimes guards, you know, they're just like, yeah, go ahead, have at it. I'm just going to go down to the broom closet and uh, look for a mop bucket, you know, then, you know, kind of like, you know, saunters off while the inmates go after that um, person who killed their family or killed a, a kid, you know, then they just, you know, have fun with them. So, which brings me back to a Stanley Secretaro. Um, you know, when I was saying that he shot uh, his four relatives, he killed him. And well, when he got arrested, uh, he was in, you know, obviously he was like in a, you know, in prison and all that. And he was being watched, but, um, at some point he got murdered inside prison, inside the prison. I, I don't know where is that Santa Fe or Albuquerque. Or I don't know where he was, but, um, I asked my, uh, uncle about it over in Twojil. I said, man, whatever happened to that, um, Stanley Secretaro, is he still over there? You know, he goes, oh, he's dead. I was like, holy shit, he is. And he goes, yeah. I said, what happened? He killed himself. He goes, no, he got murdered in jail. I was like, oh shit. What did they do to him? He goes, well, once they found out he killed his grandmother, his grandfather. And he goes, these guys weren't even native American either. They, he says there were Chicanos and white people. And I think, um, I think they're mostly like Chicanos and Mexicans that didn't like it, but also they were uh, probably a couple of genies in there too. But what, um, what they end up doing was they beat the shit out of this dude and they cut off all his fingers and they shoved a broomstick up his butthole and they repeatedly raped him with the, they repeatedly raped Stanley Secretaro with a broom and then just broke it off in his butthole. But, um, those are the three main things that I heard from it. So, how it all went down, I'm not really exactly sure, but I wouldn't mind finding out. You know, it's like, hey, what, what did they actually do to him, you know? Uh, another thing that um, I know that, you know, what let's see, what was it too, man? There was another, um, there was another guy, I think he was uh, another Navajo Um but, but basically at that point, if you're killing your family, you're killing little kids, babies, infants, um, toddlers, there's no mercy for you. There is no justice for you. You know, these prisoner inmates, they're, they're coming after you with everything they got, man. And even if they have to, uh, tear your flesh off your skin, they're going to do it, you know, and you know, why not? So like what I was saying about Navajo murders, um, these, so far the people that have been getting murdered are nothing but like, um, uh, middle aged to older men. Um, I haven't really heard anything about the women and lately I really haven't heard anything about, um, any women from Clagato being murdered, not murdered, being abducted, kidnapped, raped, sold for sex slavery or anything like that, you know? So mostly anything or everything that has been falling Clagato has mostly been like 95% men and maybe 5% women here and there. But, um, those, those statistics for some reason are not being available to the public. So, um, that's why I'm saying, you know, a podcast for true crime on the reservation definitely needs to be done, man. If somebody can do it, that'd be great. If I start it, Oh man, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up with all the stuff I'm doing, but I wouldn't mind though. You know, I, I sure love to get into the gory details of, um, how these, uh, killers get killed, how the killers get murdered, 
in prison and how they get strung up and all that stuff. So the, um, the death sentence, uh, that's another thing that kind of makes me wonder, like if you're going to be put to death by lethal injection, why don't you just, uh, you know, that, that's where it's kind of funny because these, these killers are at that point, they're very docile. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just get, you know, get my life over with and let them inject me with this, um, this, um, deadly chemical so I can die, you know? And it's like, if that was me and, you know, I was like, well, let's say regardless if I killed someone or not, I'd think, you know, why not have one last hoorah, you know, just have a little fun. And, uh, while they take off the shackles, hurry up and reach across and grab that, all those vials of that deadly medication, throw it against the wall and bust it and break it and kick it around and, you know, delay your death for another few, few minutes or maybe a few hours. And, but nobody really does that. You know, they're just like, okay, I'm just going to lay down and let them strap me in and just go ahead and you fill me up. But the part I don't get is when they say, oh, I'll be back. Or they, they got like some kind of a last minute catchphrase or something they say, like you ain't seen the last of me or I'm not done yet or whatever. And then, you know, there was, um, there's this show that I used to watch <laughs> me and my older sister, we used to watch, uh, a thousand ways to die. And there was this one episode where, um, or this segment where this inmate, he was going to be put to death because he was, um, I, I like he murdered some people or something. I don't remember. But, um, so they strapped him in and I guess the guy who puts that tourniquet on tied it too tight. So when the, when the doctor put in that lethal injection, the, that lethal medication went up into his veins, but it stopped because the vein was pressed down too hard. And, you know, by that tourniquet. So he was there for about a minute or something like that. And then they kind of just said, you know, well, you know, this was his sentence. He survived it. And so we'll let him go. So that prisoner, he started laughing as a ha ha ha, you know, and then, um, so they started taking off his straps and stuff like that. And then finally that, um, I don't know if it was a doctor or one of the uh, guards, they undid that tourniquet and then all that pressure buildup of him moving around, being all active, laughing in the face of his victims, the family and all that, <laughs> all that shit shot up and got him. And he, then he just eyes rolled up and he croaked and he fell over. And, um, but you know, that thousand ways to die is a pretty good show, man. I, I want to see all thousand episodes. I know the first one is, um, this Japanese guy and this Japanese woman, they, they get anxiety every time they try to, they got married, but they were too timid and shy to get it on. You know, they, to have sex for the first time to, um, consummate their marriage. So they kept getting like, uh, hyperventilating and stuff. So then when they finally did, when they finally did do it, <laughs> they end up getting a heart attack and both of them died, you know, doing the dirty. So the Japanese guy's wiener still inside the Japanese ladies, the JJ, you know? So anyways, um, so going back to, uh, the, uh, punishment, um, or the death sentence, um, the other thing that I was kind of, uh, thinking about was when they do these, um, lethal injections, it's like, okay, we, well, we gotta, we gotta swab your vein with an alcohol pad. So that way we can, put in the needle 
and make sure it's clean. It's like, what the hell for, man? Just jab that damn thing right in their eyeball. Kill them, man. Shit. What do you mean you got to clean them with the fucking, you know, alcohol swab? Who the hell cares, man? They're sentenced to die. What is their family going to, you know, sue the uh, doctor for injecting him? Oh, you know, we don't like the way you killed him because you didn't properly swab his uh, his vein for sticking the needle in there. And then when uh, we had the funeral, yeah, it, it, it was uh, bruised. His flesh was bruised or it was, uh, there was bacteria growing around. It's like, he's dead. Who in the hell cares, man? But for whatever reason, you know, that's just the world we live in. You know, crazy little things like that happen. And, um, I just, I just kind of look at it like, damn, just shaking my head as they say. Um, but anyways, so that's all the stuff I want to say about this true crime. I've been really holding it in, man. I was really kind of hoping to get you know, this in sometime in the beginning of, uh, February, but this, since this is going to be the last episode for February and, um, you know, that's, uh, I think that's a good way to end the month of love, you know, but anyways, uh, yeah. So let's look forward to March and finish the next, uh, what, seven episodes, seven, eight episodes, um, 11, oh, 11 episodes actually. Yeah. So no, 10, 10, there we go. Sorry. I got my math all over the place because I'm still thinking about these uh, stupid, you know, inmates getting killed properly. It's like, damn, who the hell cares, man? If anything, let the families go up there with a double barrel shotgun, put it to their head and say, this is for what you did to my daughter, my son, my grandchild, and boom, let it go. So other than that, you know, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's say my final words because um I pretty much covered everything I wanted to. I got it out of my system. I feel better now, you know, and um, I try not to be too graphic and I try to make sure I, you know, watch what I say as far as, um, you know, giving little respect to the victims. And and I just want to say that, you know, we need a true crime podcast for the reservation. We need somebody to kind of look into it because the Navajo judicial system is a joke. And there is no way in hell Judge Malcolm Begay is going to be the right one to dish out proper punishment and justice to these families that really need it. He's just a punk, man. And and I, I really want to start some kind of campaign to get rid of him because, um, you know, the way he talked to me, a judge shouldn't talk like that. You know what I mean? It still pisses me off to this day, but I haven't got to it because of the weather and all kinds of crap. So... Um, other than that, you know, um, thank you guys for listening, man. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, if anything, um, you know, I just want to may say, you know, let's, let's keep this momentum going. Um, and if anything, you know, for the, uh, Clagato veteran podcast, I mean, Clagato veteran nonprofit, we got a lot of groovy things coming up this summer. So let's see if we can make a lot of that happen. Um, other than that, like I said before, well, excuse me. I don't know where that burp came from. I ate some lettuce earlier. I don't know if that lettuce gave me gas, but anyways, um, uh, <laughs> I've been your host, Mateo native ravager with a real hearty. Thank you, man, for, um, just listening to what I'm saying. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm waiting for feedback. If you guys got something you want to tell me, or if there's something I missed or something else, um, there, there are still a few recommendations that I got from some loyal Clagato, um, uh, horn toad listeners, Bigfoot and the, uh, skinwalker ranch. You know, those are still two. I need, I want to get to probably hopefully the next one. 
And other than that, um, you know, just on behalf of the, uh, the nonprofit and the Clagato Veterans Organization and the Clagato Veterans Podcast, I say thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in episode 13 and we'll make sure everything goes smooth as possible. In the meantime, yeah, see ya.